Nick Taylor. Yeah. My God, drains a 72-foot eagle putt to become the first country man in 69 years to win the Canadian Open as a fellow Canada man. Dude, what a finish, man. You couldn't write it. You know, you couldn't write a script or a book better. You really couldn't have. And then you got Adam Hadwin. (laughs) Adam Hadwin. Really? The guy of the week getting fucking sacked, actually sacked. Like that was a linebacker level tackle. Like that was like all shoulder, lowered shoulders. Like he, that guy, I think that security guard was like probably like pro football dude, or something. Dude stuck him. Stuck him. Perfect form tackle. Of Madden the truck stick. Kept the legs driving for sure. Sign that guy up for a Thursday night men's beer league, man. <laughs> you know that what was guy the crazy? He's a monster. You know yeah. who's the best part? Adam Hadwin, they tell that he didn't hold his thumb off the champagne, so he never spilt it. Oh, no. You know what's even better than that? Adam Hadwin is Canadian, so he forgave. <laughs> he said, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's so Got polite. Trapped. He was probably like, oh, yeah. sorry about it. Oh, oh sorry about that. Oh, shit. Good hit there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> sorry for our atrocious Canadian accents and for our 15 Canadian listeners. <laughs> Please don't stop oh, listening man. to our 15 Canadian listeners. Please don't stop. Um, <laughs> no, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, I well, love maple syrup. Love it. Even though I think maple syrup's like more Vermont than anything else. But, you know, hey, whatever. Um, hey, maple leaves. Hey, there we go. <laughs> uh, but welcome to another episode of Good Lies Golf, Brendan. Hey, here we are. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me as the co-host of the show. Um, so yeah, so Nick Taylor uh, draining the 72-foot eagle in Tommy Fleetwood's face, by the way. Sorry, Tommy, because me and you are big Tommy Fleetwood guys. I like Tommy, that, man. That was hard to watch because we've been waiting for Tommy to win one for a fucking minute, dude. He's been in the Sahara sure. trying to fight his way out of this shit. And he's been for sure. And he's been good. Like he's been on his he's been getting up. He's there. trending, man. Trending. I like him this year. I like, I like him this year. year. I, yeah, I even mentioned, I've mentioned him, I think, a few times, um, but I don't know. I mean, it definitely sucks that he didn't get that W, but I, I feel like, although we have to keep waiting, maybe it just opens the way for, you know, one of the big ones. I don't know. Because That's, he's, yeah. he play, I don't know, man. He's, US he's a Open. great all-around player. U.S. Open, maybe. I don't know. You definitely are going to have to be a crafty magician and he's kind of one of those you know little little dudes that just has a way around the course you know he's like a cam plays well like a jt he can for sure shape it yeah he shapes great shots and uh you know i just feel like he always comes to play especially in the the hard tournaments so you know the way the u.s open's been looking it's a bit wild yeah man and and just to say to nick taylor he's He's, I'm speechless. This is for all the guys that are here. This is for my family at home. I'm very speechless. This is the most incredible feeling ever. So, like, you know this was the biggest win. Like, this is, a like, for a Canadian, this is, like, the Masters. You know what I mean? Like, this oh. is their Masters. So. Absolutely. This is the Canadian major, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's just got to be something about winning the biggest tournament on your home turf. You know what I mean? I even if he did win a major, obviously it would be mega because it's a major. But the fact of like winning the biggest tournament 
in Canada mm-hmm. as uh, you know as a Canadian, uh, I'm sure there's no feeling, however, remotely uh, feel again um, like that. And you I mean, gotta think the crowd was electric, dude. That yeah. was unreal. And he almost had this at the Zurich when he came in second. He was yeah. so close, dude. He was right there in the Zurich, and we almost won. And the Valspar, he came in tenth. So he fifteenth uh, at the Valero. Um, you know, he's been playing great. Even the, even the waste management, second place. Like the guys he's came been, in second twice. You know, great golf this six year top sure. tens in two thousand and twenty three, dude. Nick Taylor is the kid to watch. He's he's on fire. He's playing well. He's kind of. I mean, how do you think that? kind of leads or bleeds into this week with the u.s open honestly is he, i'm a, is he on too high of a high i'm a big know? believer that like unless you're one of those big There's name guys down. like finau or mcelroy or like unless you're one of those guys that's built for pressure like that yeah. i could not imagine him doing like a back-to-back after winning something so like monumental uh, like the rbc I, it would be it'd be, i would eat my words respectfully and gracefully if he did it but it would, I just can't call that because I don't think he's got it in him pressure-wise. I could be wrong. He just won a oh, very important I, tournament. I don't know. I don't, I don't see a W coming. I was just more curious, like, does he play well, oh, kind of compete? Yeah, yeah he'll play well. 20, I mean, you're, you're playing well, you're playing well. Or does he have a well. big letdown, you know? No, I think when you're playing well, you're playing well. But you got to think. I mean, the talent pool um, is similar, but it ups a little bit. And then you got to think. He's now sixth in the FedEx Cup rankings, dude. Yeah. That, sixth that's that there's only five motherfuckers ahead of him balling balling so i don't know we he could surprise us and he makes a big showing at the open i don't know but i just i think it's so hard to just play well like that back to back it's such a hard thing to do to just like get right back into it and be back in the top 10 you're not sure sure. you know and he's just coming off a freaking absolute high i mean that's what I mean. It's so euphoric. Like he's gonna be getting wasted all week. Like he's gonna be literally drinking and like probably raging. Dude, he's, he's gonna like... have the largest sugar high there is, man. <laughs> exactly. That yeah. guy is just ripping syrup lines and you know, eating some bacon. Snorting syrup lines. Um, uh, some but... old hockey sticks, eh? Some hockey sticks. Speaking mm-hmm. of hockey sticks, Brendan got out there a little bit this week. Got Ooh. after it for some G alt. Where'd you go, Dude. Brendan? Well, I mean, it's crunch time here, man. I have I have uh, about a week left uh, before Apple Valley, so I'm I'm trying to tune up, tune in, and and trying to peak at the right time, and it might be happening. I can't speak um, too far ahead of myself, but you know I've been struggling and struggling hard. I mean, I had one of the worst rounds I've had in years uh, a couple weeks ago at Stone Lake, shot a one sixteen. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid. Um, I'm but... afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. All right. I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> you caught me. But Apple uh, Valley. So we went to this yeah. last year. So Brandon and I went to Apple Valley last year for a golf tournament. Um, it was it kicked my ass. I'll be honest. I had never played <laughs> four rounds of golf like that back to back to back to back to back to back. And I just I got my ass kicked. I was tired. I was grumpy. I was like an old bitchy grandma. <laughs> whole time i was not happy um uh, yeah and i played like shit but it was fun in the moments where i wasn't exhausted but it was really fun and then the camaraderie obviously afterwards because it's one of those oh, retreats shit, man. where you have like all the golf cottages at the course and like all your buddies stay in all the houses around it so at nighttime we're all just fucking 
you know, drinking and ripping bongs and doing dumb shit in all the rooms. The best bocce course in North America. Brennan loves. That place is dope. I love low loves bocce. Loves the lawn. Loves the lawn. Oh, man. But it's got to be a natural course, if you know what I mean. Um, I like just playing wherever the balls take me, I guess. So, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Apple Valley, though. Apple Valley's a cool place. So Apple Valley in Ohio. I, I like it, cool. man, for what it's... Yeah. Low key, check it out. And there's, and I will say, great service. Like you get drinks immediately. Cart girls are on it. They're like legit, and they're all like decked out in like the freshest Nikes, and like they all have they their know what they're doing. shit. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know how to get the tips there. They know how to friggin' serve the people, get the drinks going. Like it, that golf course is like built for golf retreats, basically. Dude, it is, and that's why it's surprising. Like, I mean. When you think of just like a stay and play, I mean, resort, there's like two ways to go. Like in, in your mind, it's like this place is fucking unbelievable. Um, you know, everything's to the nines. Like the course is amazing. The, uh, you know, the resort is unbelievable. Cool, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, or it's just that like super run down, everything's burnt out. You know, there's like... <laughs> A guy doing crack in the corner by the RV that's yeah, on fire. Yeah, it's always and, a little hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, but Apple Valley is that one that it's you know it's not not the first option, but it's nowhere near the second option. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's perfect. You know, they nice got little the little cottages. Thing, they got a nice little common area with you know like a nice greenery. Um, it's bocce course, they got a basketball court, and then, you know, within walking distance is the course, and I thought the course was really well maintained for, you know, what it's used for, because that's, you know, it's just right. people you would going think out it there would getting fucked up. Because there's so many people shit. on it. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. It's actually in really yeah. good condition. It's well maintained for sure. what it's used for, and, uh, dude, I'm I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Um, but you got and, after it this week already. You got it out there with the game. Oh, I've been, dude, I've been tweaking, yeah, tweaking and peeking, man. I uh, got out there with the gamer and... The gamer yeah. is Brendan's dad for all those who keep saying, who the fuck is the gamer? The gamer <laughs> is Craig Lawson, Brendan's dad, legend. And he's also he is a, a legend. Caller. He is a legend. And, and he's been playing best golf I've, I've ever seen him play for sure, which is sweet. But, I mean, that's what happens when, you know, you play all the time at the Oasis because, I mean, that place is hard. My man's at the Oasis all day, baby, just oasising Dude. away. Yeah, so he so he hooked me up two weeks in a row uh, with little Thursday night um, rounds. Just get as many holes as you can, you know, Twilight. Sure. And uh, this place is it's a, a beautiful course. It's an Arnold Palmer. Uh, even the last three holes is, you know, there's a, a little plaque that's, you know, Arnie's Revenge and they're fucking difficult. I mean, they're working around that's water funny. and it's, it's, and it's unbelievable. It's, it's got almost like a linksy feel, but then there's, you know, there's a shit ton of like water hazard as well. Hmm. Um, it's not super long, but you have to be, especially during, well, it plays two different ways during the winter. It's tough just because, you know, you still have to be a little accurate um but during the summer it is unbelievable because they grow out all the heather and the tall grass um and if you aren't accurate with your game you're fucked because you're probably oh, yeah. losing losing a ball immediately and um you know i i don't know i, I made some tweaks hit the range a little bit worked on the driver because that's been my my kryptonite and i found a little something found found more errors in my swing 
mm. um, which I've been able to like slowly rectify. And uh, dude, I I turned around and played a solid little nine. Man, I, I shot a thirty nine, and I didn't even put putt well. Um, nice, so a thirty nine on a hard course. Look I'll, at you. Hey, I'll, I'll take it because the thing was, iron wise and wedge wise. I mean, I I had never struck the ball more perfectly um at least for my game it can obviously continue to grow um but dude i was so stoked not to see a top hook with the driver man <laughs> i mean i was blasting it, it i and, will say uh, this yeah i will say this i think and you can maybe agree it is almost equally as rewarding if you go out there and you shoot not the best day but you just don't have any of those fuck ups, like those absolute dinkers and like shit top offs. So like, it's okay to slice it. It's okay to like, you know, go this way, go that way. It's okay to make it short. It's okay to overshoot. It's okay to do these things, right? Miss a putt, but it's the ones, it's the days where you don't make any mistakes like that, like chunk, like a, like a top things like that. That's when you feel like you're making progress in golf. You're like, okay, I'm more consistent. Oh like, man. Yeah. I'm, and that's a better feeling sometimes than shooting low is just knowing that you didn't make any bad mistakes carelessly. And, and you're working on your game like that. Yeah. That almost feels better sometimes. Dude. And, and, and that's the thing about golf is like, I know those mistakes are probably going to happen the next round when I'm feeling so high, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. Dude. But the thing was, is like, I did, I left that, that round just being like, damn man, like, I might have found something, but holy shit, I feel like so high right now. That's you know what it mean? is. Just because I was like, damn, like when I hit the ball, it felt so pure. Uh, you know, I I went months without, you know, <laughs> without losing or with losing a ball almost every tee shot um, to all of a sudden, like, you know, multiple holes, I drove 300 plus yards and, you know, it was right down the center of the fairway, almost to the point where there was, you know, the eighth hole, I actually drove it through the fairway and, you know, rolled up on the bunkers of the uh, green on a par four. And, um, and like, I just hadn't felt that in so long, you know what I mean? So it was like a nice welcome home because, you know, there was a, I, I struggled with the power slice for a long time. Felt like I found my driver a little bit. I was hitting some bombs, as Phil would say. And then the next thing I knew, like, I just went, like, six months straight with top hook. So it yeah. was just nice to get the ball up in the air and to have some balls that I could play. You know what I mean? It must be nice to drive the ball longer than, like, 198 yards because that's – Hey, man. Know, must be nice. I hey, dude, it, so. I've played so many times, and I've had such poor rounds where – yeah, it looks like I'm bombing the ball, but I lose it. And then I'm the guy I just like randomly got hooked up with, you know, some like walk on or something, hitting the ball 180 yards off the tee dead straight and just keeping him playing. It's just like par, 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 par. That's you know true. I mean? <laughs> yeah, I give myself like that. I'm like shitting on myself, but like the same time, I'm like, you know what? I don't really need to hit power, but it, it you know what? It does suck. It does suck not having power off the drive when you go to an actual really good course and you're playing from. Oh, I mean, you need you know, it and, you, and you're playing from like gold pins sure. or fucking whites or you know, you're playing you're playing from something a little more intense than whatever yeah. blacks or whatever, and and then all of a sudden you're freaking just not even clearing the goddamn drive because you have to hit it 220 just to clear the thing. 
Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like on those my... holes, I just give up. I'm like, yeah, I'll just hit it and take the two and just. You just that was that. That was that stone look, uh, you know, round yeah. that I played. Like the boys <laughs> wanted to play the golds, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I haven't made it past sixty yards off the tee in six months. Yeah, uh, oh my God. but yeah, so lost ball, dropped three, and I'm still 470 yards away on a par five. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like fuck me, like, dude. Fuck, dude. So, uh, man, so yeah. you did that. Went to the Oasis, got the good golf. And then By the way, Oasis, I'd say that place is one of the more beautiful twilight courses I've played. And, and and I say this, like, and I think think about it every time I play there on a night, you know, twilight round. It lights up with some sunsets, and I've got plenty of content to post. So, so I'll be throwing something up with, you know, some pretty cool shots. But um, <clears throat> I love that nice. course, man. It's tough. Well, it's that's beautiful. why they call it the Oasis. Yeah, it's just oasis oasis golf club in conference center but where and you got some other golf out there too today right or this week sorry not today. uh man you know i hit the range uh did a little range sesh with cody what'd you work on dude i've just been working driver and All everything driver I, you didn't do anything else uh, i hit a little bit of seven iron but it was just because i my favorite I started club. i started oh i love that club it's my favorite club um i was i I hit five shots in a row with it. Um, and they were like five of the best shots I've ever hit in my life. And they felt so great. I just put the club down and said, I'm good. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> and you would have fucked yourself the next like, six months. Yeah. yeah you I didn't would, want you to overworked it. And all oh, of a sudden man. you're like, you tweaked your swing and now all of a sudden you can't hit it. Yeah. That's how it right, works. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, no, I've been working driver. I mean, that's been, I've been telling you, man, for weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, that's been the club that has been killing my scores. Um, not that everything else is great, but like if I could just keep the fucking ball in play and put it up, I don't have to hit it 300 yards, but if I could just put it up like 250, 280 sure. um, and just keep it in play, I mean, it would help my scoring significantly because everything else is yeah. good enough to, to keep the ball moving and give myself opportunities. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man. And 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 uh, that's like the fact that I haven't been getting out there. I mean, I, I went to the range. Yeah, I did go to the range. Did you? Would you work went to on? the range? Went to Poxabog. So out in East Hampton in the Hamptons, when you're when you're living in the Hamptons, right? And I'm like the broke local that lives in the Hamptons, so we're not like the rich people that go have all the private memberships and shit. We don't we don't have that. So we only have two golf courses or three actually that are public. You got Poxabog, Sag Harbor, Montauk. So Poxabog is dope because it's a famous breakfast joint. We'll go here when you visit in August. Oh, Don't worry. I'm already in, dude. It's a famous breakfast joint that's been there forever. And, it, and do they serve breakfast all day? All day. And the oh, mugs yeah, oh, the yeah. mugs even say, I stole this mug from Fairway, from the Fairway uh, restaurant. Because, like, they know you're going to steal the fucking mug. So they oh. put the shit right on it. Um, and anyways, great breakfast spot. Incredible. Shout out, dude. I'm already oh, yeah. a fan. Do you see my face lighting <laughs> yeah, up? Yeah, right you're now, like dude? ecstatic. <laughs> so like we're stoked, going there dude. the first day you guys show up. But I'm I'm um, more stoked about it being I can order it whenever because I'm also not a morning person. So oh yeah, like, we'll go there at like twelve. As much as breakfast. I love breakfast, but I'm like, I it's such a conflict, man. <laughs> I can't wake up, but I love breakfast. <laughs> I feel it. Breakfast I feel food. It. I'm I need more a of bacon, a, egg, and cheese, man. I forced myself to be a morning guy now, but but uh yeah so poxabog it's got the the breakfast joint and then it's got the driving range attached to it and then it has a little tiny nine hole attached to that 
So the nine hole is very, when I say nine hole, it's like small, like the yardage on majority of the holes is like less than a hundred, but then there's a couple holes that are like 150, 60 something. So like there's a couple That's nice little, little Miami. Yeah. And then there's and I like love the, it. The little short ones, but it helps you work on your short game like crazy because you're, you're kind of always fighting off the fringe or always kind of fighting off the 100%. side. And they got and some it sand. only takes like an hour to play, which is perfect. Oh mm. my God. Yeah. It's even quicker. Cause it's literally so condensed. It, yeah. it's, I would yeah. say all they fit a nine hole in maybe. Well, we usually walk that. Do you walk seven that? acres? Like this yeah. shit is small. Like it looks right. like a bunch of backyard properties put together. And that's right. just what it is. I'd even argue little Miami's nine hole is better than their uh, nine hole regulation. Uh, nine hole par three is better than nine hole regulation. It, yeah. It works like that sometimes. Cause sometimes they take care of these like little courses and, and, yeah. uh, because they're not so big, they don't have to be so spread out with their staff and like spread out with the crew. Like they can kind of right. focus home right. a little smaller um, on these areas when they're not having to deal with this giant wide space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the driving range is super cool. I went there, had to hit a couple balls, dude. I hadn't played or, or touched a golf club in a few weeks and I've just been dying um, with work. And I was like, you know what? I got to do it. So I go there, whip out the rogue, got my rogue driver, start smacking them. And I felt good. And it was, they weren't going like too far. It was like 200, like <laughs> 180, fucking 200. But it felt good. They were straight. They were I fucking mean, if straight. it goes straight, that's great. They were straight, and that's all I cared about. I didn't care if I hit it like a little girl. I don't care, or a little boy. I don't know. Hey, 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 man. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Equity. Equity. Hey. There's like a bajillion female golfers that would smoke my ass on the golf course, so I can't even talk that smack. Um, But went uh, there, seven iron. sure. Seven iron, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, was so crisp. Well, it was like okay, a chef's kiss. I, I have to ask now, because you say that. So what's your yardage on on driver versus seven iron? Because you were saying 180 on the driver. My seven iron's like a 135. Okay. Like a 130, 135 on my seven iron. I hit it like a, I hit all my clubs like a bitch, man. I hit my clubs but- soft. <laughs> But but at at one point, do you run out of yards yards to hit clubs? What do you mean? <laughs> well, if you're hitting seven iron at one thirty, then what you're hitting your eight at one ten? Yeah, you're yeah. nine at. 90 my nine is like a hundred and then my pitching wedge is like i use anything less than a hundred as a pitching wedge anything less than a hundred is getting a pitching wedge i'm just fucking with you no no i'll explain my yardages out there for people that (laughs) want to know how fucked up my golf game is here's here's sherm's yardages i thought you were gonna tell me no i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and just yell my yardages here my gap wedge you know i'm using anytime i'm even remotely off the fringe because i learned that i can't use a pitching wedge because it's just not lofty enough so my pitching wedge is anything less than 100. And then my nine iron I'm using when it's something that I'm like almost debating using a pitching wedge, but I don't want to. And then I'm going with the nine and I'm just going to swing a little lighter. Terrible golf etiquette. The PGA pros, That's your move. PGA pros listening to this, I apologize. I'm a fucking idiot. Okay. So I take full responsibility. I know I'm doing all the wrong things. Don't yell at me. Um, I'm just a guy. So yeah, then we, get, then we got, <laughs> so then we got the nine. Then we go to the eight, the eight's like the, the 110, 115. Then we go, then we go seven. That's like 130, 135. Then we go six. Um, no yardage because I can't hit that club to save my life. 
then you got five. I can actually hit better than six. I don't know how that makes sense. Weird, but I can hit my five better. And that goes like, you know, one fucking 60 something, I guess. I don't know. And then, and then my fucking driver is the next thing. I don't really use my, like my steelhead. That's I have fair. a nice Callaway five hybrid steelhead that I actually like to use sometimes more than the driver. Cause I'll get like 185 out of that thing. And I, but it'll go straight. It won't. Dude, it won't I think bend. you need like a little rescue club or something like a little, like two, like a fairway wood or something. You know what I mean? I do. I, use I this feel like that would be your club. I use a fairway wood, but it's from a Wilson starter bag from eight years ago. So that's set. my fairway wood, but I've always hit it well. So that's why I always kept it in my bag. It's the only club okay. that's lasted since I first started playing golf Yeah, because yeah, I just yeah. liked the feel of the club, even though it's like a bullshit starter Wilson club, right, right. but I always hit it well. And it's gotten me out of some crazy jams. And I don't know if you were playing with me that round in Apple Valley. I think it was Gilman and Gilman will remember this shot because it was fucking epic. It, it saved my ass it was like way off to the sides i was in the trees at apple valley like in the woods like deep woods roots coming out of the ground and everything else in the weed dicks everything and i'm i had no lie terrible lie no good lies golf was had it wasn't good lie yeah no and so i i just lined up with that fairway wood and i like aimed myself so weird i was like you know what i'm gonna fucking schwack this around these trees and it's gonna go i'm just gonna do this Probably the most beautiful shot I've ever hit in my life. The thing must have sailed like 200 yards, perfect, curved right around everything, and then landed like maybe 30 yards from the green. Like so. it was, that was like the best shot. And I will vividly remember that shot for the rest of my life. Like that was one of the best shots I've ever hit in golf. And it was with that fairway wood. So that's why I can't throw that club out because and do you I just think hit Gilman, such pure shots. That's, that's a awesome. I mean, my, the gamers got a, a fairway wood and he calls it, you know, it's his little rescue club. And yeah, he just hits it. Like he doesn't hit it super far, but just whenever he does, it's always like a nice little bullet. Yeah. Um, but do you think Gilman also thinks that was one of the best shots he's ever seen someone hit? No. Cause he probably wasn't watching. I, he fair, saw fair. like after I hit it, I was screaming because it was so sick, and he like I could see his head like look around. Were you? Like, what were you screaming? Were you just going? Ah! <laughs> oh yeah, I was freaking out. I, I was like, "Holy shit, that was great!" I don't even know what it was, but I was screaming. It was nice, but that was dope, though. I feel that, dude. There's nothing better than like just hitting a ball the exact way you you envisioned it. Yeah. Speaking of envisioned, I didn't envision a democratic lawmaker to probe live in pga for their merger you didn't envision that did not envision that so they're actually now saying we have a man by a man by the name of richard blumenthal and he's a democrat out of connecticut not that it matters if he's democrat or republican who gives a shit um why'd you say because it says in the notes d from connecticut so i have to look at it and see that Maybe but he just likes the D. Maybe he likes the D, dude. But he did quote, is a sudden and drastic reversal of a position concerning Live Golf. And he chairs the Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. So he ain't some kind of jack-off. He actually has some power. So we'll see kind of how this off. develops. He does jack-off. But let's see how this develops. Um, the PGA Tours agreement, obviously, is dicey. There's still a lot of stuff in play, a lot of stuff in the mix. We've been talking about it last week. Um, there's still not a whole lot of like new information, really. So I don't want to like dive into hysterics and hypothetical crap. 
But just something to note that, you know, the government's even looking into this and and that's not the best news you want to hear. Because think about like all these big corporations, these antitrust lawsuits and these big things that come up. Oh, you can't buy this because it's a monopoly and all these things. So there's all this crap that I'm sure they're going to investigate and go through. But we will keep you updated on that. Uh, Sherm is on it. We're on it. (laughs) We're on the political scan for this live PGA Tour news. We'll keep you updated. But then we're bringing it to the last step, dude. You also saw, did you also see, though? I mean, so Monahan wrote a, a letter like regarding that. Mm. And he did. Yeah, I mean, he's basically pointing the finger at them saying, like, we were being, you know, the, the game of golf, the PGA was being attacked, as the words uh, that he used, um, essentially because live, you know, it was an unlimited wealth of, you know, of money i mean right the pga couldn't compete with 650 or 700 billion whatever it is dollars yeah um they don't have that kind of money so they essentially were saying like dude like we were going to be run out of business there was no way that we could compete with them monetarily you know i mean there was yeah. nothing we could do from a state that standpoint from stopping people to going over there and whether the ratings and, and whatnot weren't great for a live it wasn't going anywhere because there was just money being being there poured well, into but, it. but then there's also that notion we've heard rumors that they were kind of they were not running out of money but they were getting worried on how they were going to fund these 200 million dollar salaries and blah 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 extensively throughout x amount of time because yeah. i think when greg norman first developed this he was thinking they're going to make a deal and we we won't have to pay too much for too long because they'll make a deal sooner than later right right, right. it's like it's like putting a put down on a stock. You know, you're putting you're you're sure. buying a put. If that company starts doing good, you start eating unlimited cash flow. I mean, I think that's kind of what almost happened with Live is that it was like a put situation. You know, um, you right, yeah. But we'll but we'll figure all this out. And I'm and I, like I said, I think we're at the point now where we know we can all agree it's 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 happened. It's good for the game because it's together now, and that's what it is. I mean, what 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 else can we say? <laughs> You got Bro- Brooksy and then his uh, pre- press conference. Oh, so you got to the Travelers. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. That like, was great. I, I don't know. Like, I, I get, like, all the, like, people calling him out and I'm being douchey. And, like, I mean, you know, there's a douche. I mean, you can't, dude, I mean, like, that's who he is. That's literally who he know. is. I, I mean, always love him more and more as things go on. Well, he's, I mean, he's always been that way. He's always been, yeah. like, outwardly douchey to the point yeah, where he doesn't yeah, care. Yeah. He owns that shit. Right, he's right, like, right. no, I don't care. I'll talk my shit. Like the Bryson DeChambeau thing. Like, he didn't care call him out on live TV when he was getting interviewed. I mean, that yeah. was hysterical. Um, um, dude, Brooksy. Is, that, he been, that, is he coming back at it this week? Dude? That's what I was I just mean, about to say. We, we're coming right back into a hot week. U.S. Open. This is his big tough time. Courses, so tough tournaments. And this is his tournament. I mean, and he's on. been balling out in majors this year. And God. I mean, he's even come out and said this week, and he said it before. He does not care about anything else other than four no. weeks a year. No, I mean the guys that I'm thinking I'm I'm looking at here. You know, obviously Brooks. You know, he won in 2017, 18. Um, uh, Scotty was a T2 in 2022. Um, you know, I think Scotty's going to be up there. John Rahm's going to be up there. Scotty is so sneaky this year. Yeah. He's been playing unbelievably. The putter has been holding back. Like at the Memorial, he was, I could be wrong. I'm pretty certain he was number one and like just all around like strokes gain uh, from T to green. But he just he was not up there putting wise. I mean, so if that clicks for him, everything else is elite. 
top that's, three. That, top that's five. a really good point. Yeah. And and look at a guy like Victor Hovland. I mean, he's coming off hot, hot business, and now he's Love coming Hovland. in here. Um, you know, that short game's looking good. I, I think he's going to have that game plan. That's the thing with Victor, dude. He'll plan and be the golf nerd of it and figure it out. Rory, you know, he hasn't won in an open, the U.S. Open, what, I think it was 2011 was his last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know who the sleeper, and I'm going to call it. This is who I'm saying, Brandon. Patrick Cantlay. Oh, uh-huh, when it happens. With it's time for him and Joe to seal the deal. It's Ooh, time to make it official. Put a ring dude. on it. Mm. I think this is the week where you're going to see Patrick Cantlay and Joe LaCava put a ring on it. I think you're going to see a little, little slap action. I think Cantlay is going to be getting all the good shots. He's going to be whizzing. I think he's had a hot uh, couple tournaments, and he T14'd it last year. So it's not like he doesn't know about pressure, and, and the dude's legit. I think it might be a, a big surprise. We might see Patrick Cantlay come up with a win this week. Dude, you know what? He's a good all-around player. It's going to be a tough course. You you want your ball strikers? I mean, yeah, I think that's a pretty good call for sure. I think I think he's got a chance. And getting Lacava on the bag, and after a few tournaments together, um, starting to hone in. And it's, is is this the second or is this the first major together? Um, can't recall if they were at the PGA, but either way, dude. Um, yeah, that that's a good call right there, dude. What about Max Homa. I knew you were going to say it, and we didn't plan that because no. I've been thinking about Max Homa too. I wrote it in my iPhone notes. I swear to God, I wrote it in my iPhone notes. I called it wrong. I thought Rory was going to win the Masters. I called that way wrong. But I did write in my iPhone notes, Max Homa U.S. Open because I made the bet on, I think it was DraftKings or wherever, FanDuel. I made the bet for Max Homa to win the U.S. Open. I'm con- con- contradicting myself. My opinion has changed now, and I think it might be Cantlay, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking I, I Max mean, Homa for the longest time, so I would not be surprised if Max Homa came up with a huge finish here, too, or potentially he shoot the, Did he shoot the course record here, like back in, like, 2013? Yeah, yeah he's ridiculous. Like he loves this course. Yeah. Um, yeah, he could be a dark horse there. I mean, obviously, he's a little flashy with that statistic or, you know, data point, whatever, but... Um, Beyond that, I mean, you haven't heard a whole lot about him. He hasn't been – he Quiet. started off super hot, like he was playing super, super well, and then it, he kind of has slowed down of late a little bit. So he might – I don't know. He might be a little sneaky guy there. But I like him. And then, you know, Spieth, dude, he's super yeah. creative, yeah. super creative. It's going to be a difficult course where you have to have a lot of creative, like short game. He's been pretty on his game from a standpoint of, like, pretty accurate uh off the tee and and we know he's a good ball striker so i don't know but we were a little alarmed because his ri- he had the wrist issues right um right. but i think he's he's done with that um i think he's he's kind of been over that um and the only other thing i'll say is that like the, the, this course here um is not as much a, a, it's not as similar as chambers bay was in 2015 so it's a little different on the style side but I don't know. I think he'll still have a shot. He'll always have a shot. It's Jordan Spieth. He'll always be in it. Yeah. You know who I'm more surprised who could be a real sleeper, like my actual sleeper sleeper? Justin Rose. Ooh, okay. I know. Yeah. This would be the 10th anniversary of him winning the U.S. Open. Um, He's been playing all right. And I mean, he won at Pebble Beach. He finished in the top 10 at the players and the PGA. He was around last week. Uh, Yeah. And and he's got, uh, I think, three top 12s. 
um, as well. Like he's he's hitting great. He's gaining one stroke per round or better with his irons over the last three events. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. So okay. I okay. think he might be a little sleeper here, but we might see For some sure. magic out of Justin Rose. All right, this and is, of course Matty Fitz. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got to make a, a little bit of a run. I know he hasn't been having a stellar season, but like, can you win it coming, back to back? You know, for sure. I I don't think he wins it back to back, but I think he represents, you know, being the trophy holder. Um, sure. My my last last guy I got my eye on. No one's been talking about him this year. I feel like I feel like he's almost been forgotten. But uh, Xander Shoffley, dude, he yeah, comes could to put play in majors sneakily he's got mm-hmm. i think i think in the last like four or five majors he's racked up uh top 18s yeah yeah i mean and he's an all-around player and he can get <laughs> his putter i i like him uh yeah i mean i, I like mean it him. says it says right here i'm looking at a stat it says uh who's hitting the best leading into the u.s open top players uh from t to green over the last 30 rounds scheffler cantlay Xander. Sleeper. So, so definitely a sleeper. And then it says if you want overall shots gained, including the live guys for the same 30 round window, it goes Scheffler, Xander, Rom, Cantlay, Rory, Hatton. Oh, uh, Terrell loves tough courses. So he, well, he hates them. <laughs> he hates yeah, them, he hates but he always plays the whole well. Time. On yeah. Them. He yeah. gets pissed off and he plays well. Um he yeah, I like. Okay, interesting okay, okay there's a lot of guys out there that aren't being talked about i think it's going to be an interesting one because we know kepka's coming <laughs> of course yeah and oh, and man. uh you know course is gonna be great los angeles country club fucking phenomenal course um you know i'm pretty sure paul's actually played there um but yeah unreal it's gonna be a great weekend i'm stoked dude i'm gonna what be watching week. we're gonna be watching i'm gonna be watching on sunday i'm working most of the weekend but sunday is gonna be my day to just kind of kick and and watch a little golf there it is it's gonna be it man dude do your thing man i'm i'm just that's it dude i didn't even mention it to you <laughs> I, I totally forgot it's been kind of on the low low um it's my secret uh my my, my it's my little secret um dude i, I bought a mat and a net Ooh. i just got it I, I just got it a couple of days ago in so your I'm house not... you're dangerously doing this or you're doing it no outside? I got it in my driveway, so now I'm getting strokes in, man. Nice. Yeah, wait it's until fucking you, phenomenal. Wait until you misshoot that, and it goes and smacks your neighbor's window at fucking can't wait. 75 miles an hour. That's going to be wait. awesome. I yeah. think they'd understand the struggle out there. <laughs> yeah, most people in Ohio golf, so that's a good They'd one. actually pay me. They'd be like, you know what? You deserve. <laughs> You're putting in hard work, <laughs> you know, after hours. Let's go. Yeah. Good for you. Here's a little tip. And a hey. cookie. I think uh i think that wraps up dude another episode of good lies golf dude i see you guys so much US fun Open. with you tonight oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great it was the most fun ever in the history of golf the greatest game ever played shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. all right we're gonna end <laughs> with shia LaBeouf. happening right now bro you enjoy Blimey. that chick-fil-a drink and we'll see you Lemonada, Next bro. Next week, Lemonada from Chick-fil-A during Pride Month, you asshole. Brendan? I'm going to be in peak form next week. Apple Valley <laughs> week, dude. He's getting peak. All right, Let's B. Let's go. Catch you later. All right, man. Later, bro.